Race to Super Bowl 53 is heating up as we enter the divisional round. And with Houston, Seattle, Baltimore, and Chicago all out of the running, that leaves Indy, Casey, Dallas, the Rams, the Chargers, New England, Philly, and New Orleans. So the question here is who's going to pull ahead and who's going to get that checkered flag? Can Philly actually beat New Orleans? Are the Colts real certified Super Bowl contenders? Or is it about time for Tom to go get his ring size? I've got all that and plenty more on this episode of All Good Points. Now let's get to it. Now, before we get into the divisional games, let's just do a quick recap on the wildcard games, starting with the Colts versus the Texans. Now, I'm not going to try to take anything away from the Colts' win, but I am pretty sure that Houston forgot they had a game on Saturday. I could make a Christmas list out of all the problems that they had on offense, but here's just a few, just for frame of reference for you guys, okay? 3 for 13 on third down. That equals 23%. Now, you guys have heard me a thousand times go over the importance of third down, right? Like you've heard me pitch third down consistency, third down consistency, 24-7. I'm always talking about it, okay? This is the worst that I've seen people on third down. Like this is, this is absolutely awful. Three for 13, 23%. Ideally, you want to be somewhere around the 40 to maybe 50% area, okay? Half the times, you know what I mean? I'm not going to, I'm not even going to crap on you if you're at a low 40, if you're at like a 41, maybe even like a 39. I'm not even going to say too much, but 23%, there was no way you were going to win that game. Now to go along with that, you were down 21 to zero at halftime. How? How? You have all the players to make the plays. You have Deshaun Watson, you have Lamar Miller, you have DeAndre Hopkins, you've got a good front line. You have all of the players in place. But here's the other thing that that the Texans just didn't seem to have any sense of urgency. There was zero, zero sense of urgency on Houston's offense. Overall, it was a very, very lackluster effort. And game ends up being 21 to 7. The Colts beat you in the playoffs 21 to 7, a divisional team that you played twice before in the season. So you know what their plays are. You know how to play them. Andrew Luck rips up your defense. JJ Watt and Jadavion Clowney can't get anything going. Okay? So you have all of these issues on defense, but the defense holds them to 21 points. That's not great, but it's, it's not awful, right? But your offense can't do anything. Your offense is out there going three for 13 on third down, can't seem to convert to save their life. You're down 21 to zero at halftime. Now that's bad for the defense to give 21 points up in the first half, but yet and still the offense had plenty of chances to actually make something of, of what they were doing there. But instead they three for 13 on third down, zero run game. Deshaun Watson can't complete a pass. It was just awful. It was just a, a very awful and lackluster effort by the Texans. And it's funny because earlier in the earlier in the season, a, a couple weeks up to, to like, you know, a little bit leading up into the playoffs, I was saying that the Texans were kind of a dark horse. Like there was a chance that they could actually make a run for it with the defense that they had and um, and how good their offense was playing. But then your first playoff game, your first playoff game, like the you're you're in the wild card, you're in the spot to make a run, and you put on a showing like that. Just absolutely awful. So lackluster, very little effort. I just it was hard to watch. That was a painful game for me to watch. Moving on to another game because we don't want to spend too much time on this. The Seahawks lost by two points on Saturday. 
Personally, I'm just going to credit that to Janikowski being out. It seemed like he pulled a hamstring or something like that on that on that kick he did, on the field goal that he did. It seemed like he might have pulled a hamstring. He was out, um, so they had the placeholder doing the, the kicking. That didn't make much sense, but hey, you know what? Whatever. So... At the end of the game, this was a it was a crazy game because they got within two points. They were able to complete a two-point conversion. So they got within two points. It was 24 to 22. The only thing they needed to do was complete an onside kick, get the ball back, maybe drive down the field, either try to do a drop kick or um, go for a touchdown, which most likely they would have had to go for a touchdown. But that's neither here nor there. So what ends up happening, their special teams trots out on the field. A placeholder comes out, and he drop kicks it about 35 yards. I don't know if I could recreate the look on Pete Carroll's face, but I don't even think like I don't even think I could call it absolute disgust. I think I would call it somewhere along the lines of like absolute dismay. Like he looked like he looked like somebody told him his childhood pet had died. Like that was the look on his face. Just just so emotional like there was no way that there was like that there was any kind of silver lining to any of it. Now, my question is, who told him to go out there and do that? Was that the special teams coach that was like, hey, look, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go out there and I want you to drop kick it right behind the Cowboys front line, but don't kick it too hard. Why not just try for a regular onside kick? Everybody knew that he could actually kick onside kicks. Here's here's the thing. There's such a low margin of error for an onside kick to go your way. Why would you try to do something like a drop kick? Like that that logically makes no sense to me. Um that's kind of it was it was kind of a, a bittersweet moment for me because I did want the Cowboys to move on, but at the same time I didn't want the Seahawks to lose like that. Like that was the last way that I wanted the Seahawks to lose. I would have liked them to lose by missing a field goal like Blair Walsh did for Minnesota so long ago. But that's neither here nor there. Um <laughs> That's it's just me being a little bit salty about the Blair Walsh dilemma, but um, them losing like that that's that's really detrimental to team spirit. Uh, it was it was kind of hard for me to watch because that last onside kick or drop kick, it just there was no chance of them having any chance of you know recovering or anything like that. But the Cowboys moved forward after Zeke ran for 137 yards and a touchdown. Zeke had a really big game. Dak had a really good game. Um, Dak was making a lot of plays with his legs, extending drives, going for touchdowns. It was, Dak had a great game. I hope to see that from him again. Um, Seahawks, I'm sorry, try again next year, especially being such a good playoff team. They had a lot of trouble because of the Janikowski thing. So, you know, you win some, you lose some, and that's just the way that that went. Now, Sunday, there was two games that went down to the wire. The first game uh, was Ravens versus the Chargers, right? They could not get it done at the end. They fell to the Chargers 23-17. to um, It really looked like things started coming together for the Ravens in the fourth quarter, but unfortunately by then it was just a little too late. Now, the thing was, I started seeing a lot of problems with Lamar Jackson. Like, holding the ball in one hand and, and it falling out of your hands without anybody touching you, that's an issue, and they're going to have to address that in the offseason. Also, I also, I see a problem with with Lamar Jackson being your leading rusher on the team for that game. I, I do believe that's a problem. You have a running back for a reason. Your running back needs to be the one that has the most yards in the game. So, moving on, you know, they did have a solid season, so there is a lot to build off of. 
Now, they didn't make a run through the postseason, but that's okay. Some teams, they're, they get there, and, you know, they're so young, and Lamar is so young. This is his first year as a rookie. He won, I think it was five out of six games for them or something like that to get them into a playoff spot. So there is a lot to build on there. The only thing I will say in their division is that they need to watch out for the Browns because, believe me, the Browns are coming. The Browns are serious. So be careful because, you know, if you're the Ravens, you better keep an eye on the Browns because that team is is not somebody to mess around with. Now, the last game on Sunday, that was another one that went down to the wire. It was Philly versus uh, Chicago. Now, up until the missed field goal by Cody Parkey, and it was tipped, so we'll say the tipped field goal, right? But it was still missed. It didn't go through the upright, so it's still a missed. Um, it looked like Chicago was going to move on up until that point. Truthfully, though, Chicago was not ready for Philadelphia. Even though it was a very close game, Philly controlled the time of possessions, the first downs, and did better on third down. The Bears had 52 yards in penalties and only put up 65 yards rushing. When your yards and penalties almost equates your yards rushing, you're not ready for that big of a stage. And that's what I said leading into the playoffs was that the Bears might get tripped up because they are they're so brand new to the playoffs. Like they they haven't been to the playoffs in a long time. They didn't win their division. This was the first time they won their division since 2010. So it's been eight years since they've actually been in this position of being like, wow, we're in the playoffs. What do we do? And it's full of young players. It's full of players that are inexperienced. And you're playing against Philadelphia, a team that just after last year, I mean, you can't really say that that they don't have a chance of winning as long as they're out there. If they're out there, if you're playing them, Philadelphia has a very, very serious chance of winning. Um, When Nick Foles is leading the Eagles in the playoffs, it seems like he's just nearly impossible to beat. So what we're going to do now is take a look at the divisional games and we're going to make some, uh, some final score predictions. So let's get ready for that. So first up, we're going to talk about Indianapolis versus Kansas City. Indy is riding into Arrowhead on a high after dismantling the Texans 21-7. Unfortunately for them, the Chiefs are on a completely different level. Like, let's just think of it like a Mortal Kombat ladder. I'm going to use Mortal Kombat because it's one of my favorite games, okay? First up, you've got the guy that's super easy, okay? Then you follow all the way through, through the roster list, whatever. You get to the top. There's the boss. Right underneath the boss is the sub-boss, okay? So let's think of the Super Bowl, whoever they play, as the boss, or I'll just say the Patriots. Right underneath the Patriots, Kansas City, okay? Now they're going from the the really, really easy guy all the way to the sub-boss. There's no lead up there, okay? Now, here's the lingering question about Kansas City, though. Can their defense stop anyone? And when I say anyone, I literally mean anyone, Andrew Luck found so many holes in the Texans' defense, you would have thought he was playing against a block of Swiss cheese. That is literal. That is 100% literal. He was playing, he was playing against like, like foam players where they were just missing. Or like, I, I should say teleporting players. Like, they would pop up, they'd be in front of them when the play started, and then I don't know where they're gone, and they're eating like chicken wings down the street or something like that. I don't know. I don't know what they eat. But... My point here is Andrew Luck shredded up that defense. Like when you get the bag of the mixed cheese and it's all shredded. That's what that's what the Texans defense looked like, okay? You you really got to understand the Chiefs defense in my head 
is not really as good as the Texans' defense, and they haven't really been able to stop a whole lot of people. So if Andrew Luck is able to do the same exact thing, it's going to be one of those games that turns into a scoring fest. Now, now, if it does turn into a scoring fest, I do believe that the Chiefs have the upper hand. That's only because I believe that Kansas City could get one more stop, that last stop, and and Indy won't be able to. That's just my thought. That's just that's just a theory there. Um, Mahomes has been able to handle this pressure really, really well, and he is going to be the key to their success in the postseason. That's just a fact. You know, there's no Kareem Hunt now, but you've got to tell me. Like, you have to be able to tell me who's going to guard Tariq Hill, who's going to car, who's going to guard Travis Kelsey, who's going to be the guys that that step up and actually shut these guys down on the on the Colts defense now. In reality, I don't see anybody really being able to do that. Now, do they double Tyreek Hill? Do you double Travis Kelsey? The problem is one of them is going to get open, and one of them is going to get open a lot. The The other the other tangent here is who on the, the Kansas City defense is going to cover T.Y. Hilton because, I mean, T.Y. Hilton has a habit of getting behind defenses, and Andrew can hit him from pretty much anywhere. Andrew's got a great arm. Does he have a Patrick Mahomes arm? No, he doesn't. But at the same time, Patrick Mahomes is a completely different football player. Now, the other thing about Patrick Mahomes is he's able, like Deshaun Watson, to extend plays with his legs, and he's fine doing so. But I do think that the Kansas City offensive line is a little bit better than Houston's. So there's some weird kind of like back and forth play going here, okay? Now, would I like to say the Colts as an underdog will take this game and be right about an upset? Yeah, I would like that. But in reality, I can't say that. I can't say that that's something that I actually think will happen. What I think is that Kansas City is probably going to score like two late touchdowns or something like that, put the game out of reach for Indianapolis. I have my final score at Kansas City 38 and Indianapolis 24. It's... I feel like I'm close. Like, I feel like I'm close to the final score. Um, it would be interesting to see if Indianapolis is actually able to win this game. I'm not going to, I won't be mad if Indianapolis wins this game. You're not going to see me be upset about that. But at the same time, I do think that the, the Colts are a little bit better seasoned um, than the Texans are. And I think they're a little bit better, like, battle tested. They don't, they don't have to play in the AFC South where teams are just really weak. Like, they have to play in a very, very strong division. So I do think that Kansas City has a better chance of actually winning this game uh, moving forward into the um, into the the uh, division championships. I, I, I conference championships, I should say. Um, so I do I do believe that that's what's going to happen there. Uh, Kansas City thirty eight, Indianapolis twenty four. Now the next game I'm going to talk about um, really I think could go one of two ways. It could either be a blowout or an upset, and I'm talking about the Rams versus the Cowboys. The Cowboys played relatively well against the Seahawks, who who are a very, very good playoff team. And if we know anything about the Rams, the Rams started to crumble a little bit later on in the season. Here's the question, though. Can the Cowboys keep the Rams from busting open those floodgates and just running wild all over them? Now, I like the Cowboys, but the Rams are a tough offense to slow down, and their defense matches their offense. Their defense can be very, very stingy. Against the run game, against the pass game, that defense can be very, very nasty. So this is a this is a very hard game for the Cowboys. This isn't going to be an easy walk-in, let's score a couple touchdowns and win this game. This is nothing like they've ever played before. This is a very serious team. 
So they're going to need to go out there. Everybody's going to need to play at the top of their game. But honestly, just honestly, if this turns into a shootout, which I think it is, I really don't think Dallas can keep up. I think even with Dak and Zeke playing well, they're going to have a lot of trouble. Um, My final score for this game is the Rams are going to put up 31. Dallas is going to put up 14. The Rams will move on. That's that's just my theory, guys. You can think that I'm wrong. That's fine. You can think that I'm wrong. If you're Cowboys fans, good on you. I appreciate you. You know, stick around. Hopefully, hopefully we do get a couple of upsets. I just don't think that the upset between the Rams and the Cowboys, I just, I don't think that's going to happen. Now, this next game is actually quite the matchup, okay? You got the LA Chargers versus the New England Patriots. Now, I'm going to say right from the jump, I do not see New England losing in Foxborough. I don't see that happening. The Chargers are a summer team, and I think that that cold is going to rattle them just enough that they won't be going downfield too often. I think it's going to be more of a grindy-out game. I don't think the Chargers are going to be able to pull up a, put up a whole lot of points, and Phillip is going against perhaps the best scheme coach in history. Bill Belichick is a scheming coach. He will scheme for you. He knows your place. He knows how you do the things you do. He knows what you don't like to see out there. So Bill Belichick and Tom Brady are not the two people that you want to go against in, in your next round of the playoffs. I just I don't see that happening. So I do think that uh, for the way, the way that the Chargers could win, though, is if they get big plays from Bosa and Ingram. Okay, they're going to have to pressure Tom Brady very, very often. They're going to have to put a lot of pressure on him. They're going to have to hit him quite a bit to get him rattled to stop his offense. But honestly, even with a solid defensive effort, I don't see the Chargers being able to put this one together. Final score, Pats 24, Chargers 10, Pats move on. I do believe they are going to move on to play the Chiefs. I do believe that they will beat the Chiefs and they will be in the Super Bowl. That's just just a theory. Don't have to get angry. Just saying. Um, This last game is a little bit worrisome for me because I'm having a hard time calling it. Like I'm having a hard time actually figuring out the way that I think this game is going to go. So the Eagles are going to roll into New Orleans. And although the Saints have a ton of firepower, the Eagles seem hungry to add another ring on their finger. They're going to be playing a very, very tough offense, though, that loves putting points on the board. But the, sl- the Saints slowed down late in the season, and Philly's got a lot of momentum going in. Now, imagine Philly heading to their second straight NFC championship game. Like, it's it's a crazy thought, but I kind of want to see it happen. You know what I mean? Um, so this one I'm actually calling an upset. I'm going with a road win for Philly. I think Philly's going to go... Uh, go on and play in the NFC Championship game. I got Philly at 31, New Orleans at 27. I do believe Philly will go and play the Rams. I also do believe that Philly will beat the Rams and play in the next Super Bowl. This is a bold prediction, but I believe that that's going to happen. But I also believe that, uh, yeah, they're going to lose in the Super Bowl to Tom Brady. I don't think that they're, I don't think that they're putting another ring on their finger. Um, and I do believe that after Tom wins, if, after Tom wins the Super Bowl, I do believe that Tom will retire. I, I believe that, that this is going to be, if he wins, if he gets another Super Bowl ring, I do believe that that is the last year that we will see, or that this is the last year we will see Tom Brady. It's it's a crazy out there um, theory, I guess. But at the same time, 
who would I be if I didn't make up crazy wild theories, right? So remember to rate and review all good points on your favorite podcast platform. I appreciate everything, guys. That is my time. The clock is ticking down. I appreciate everything. Follow me on Instagram at all good, all good points podcast. I got daily updates, uh, picture edits, giveaways, things like that. Follow me, talk to me, hit me up on a, on, on a, my email, send me your picks, all good points podcast at gmail.com. I will see you next time. Have a great sports week. Go Cowboys. I mean, if you guys are Cowboys fans, um, I, the team that I'll tell you guys actually a little bit before I go, I'll tell you that the team that I am rooting for as an underdog is Dallas. Like I'm actually rooting for Dallas. I want Dallas to play really well. Um, just as a, just as an NFC East fan, I like seeing the underdogs go. Um, they've got a really tough matchup though. So support your team. Um, hit me up on Instagram rate and review the podcast. I will talk to you guys next time. Have a wonderful sports weekend.